We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Pop Torah with Rabbi Iznopf and Olitsky, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Pop Torah, the podcast where we look at pop culture from a Jewish perspective and look at Judaism through the lens of pop culture. As always, we are your hosts. I am Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And Jesse, I have news for you. You are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. That's right. It has been a mitzvah season here at Pop Torah because today we are talking. You are so not invited to my bat mitzvah, the new uh, Adam Sandler movie streaming now on Netflix. The new, if you ask Jesse, modern classic streaming on Netflix, uh, a family affair for the Sandler family. Uh, Jesse, want to tell us a little bit about you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah? Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, I will admit that I think that this is one of the uh, greatest representations of uh, uh, Judaism in cinema. Uh, this movie, I will say also... As the is, as the kid in the movie says, facts. <laughs> uh, you know, I am somebody who grew up on Adam Sandler comedy. Uh, it was a real adjustment to see uh, how Adam Sandler's films have really gone down the tube. I thought he was hilarious when I was a 12-year-old boy uh, because it was sort of like dumb adolescent humor. Uh, and then when he played adult roles, uh, it got harder and harder. I will say that this movie is uh, the uh, best-reviewed Rotten Tomato movie of Adam Sandler's career. Um, <laughs> that so. I think should show you that that like uh, like that I think encapsulates all of my problems with Rotten Tomatoes right there. We can get into the Rotten Tomatoes issues I have. All right. <laughs> so you are so say, let me say this let me let me just say this uh i uh, i think that uh, adam sandler's uh more contemporary ouvre uh is uh is actually uh uh underrated uh, i loved both murder mysteries uh murder's mystery so did my kids <laughs> um and uh and i also i you know been a big adam sandler fan you know since i was a a kid um that said uh, I am of a different opinion about this particular outing. But you tell us about the movie, then we can get into it. <laughs> You're So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah uh, is based on the 2005 young adult novel of the same name. It stars uh, Adam Sandler. Ooh, candidate for Best Adapted Screenplay at the Oscars. I did not realize that. His It stars both of his daughters uh, and his wife, um, and uh, as well as Adina Menzel. Um, and it really focuses on uh, Stacey Freeman, who is preparing to become bat mitzvah and the dreams that she has of her and her best friend Lydia having these amazing bat mitzvah parties, uh, dancing the night away. Uh, she wants to have Dua Lipa. She wants to have Olivia Rodrigo at her party. Um, pretty common, depending on what part of the country you're, you're in and what the B'nai mitzvah experience looks like in certain communities. Uh, these sort of over-the-top celebrations celebrations and middle school kids really more concerned about the celebration than what maybe us uh, two, two rabbis are concerned about the service and, and the essence of ritual. 
Um, uh, and like middle school and the challenges of adolescence, there's a lot of embarrassment by your parents, a lot of dad jokes in there, and a lot about uh, girls figuring out who they have crushes on. The real essence of this story is that Stacy has a crush on Andy Goldfarb, who is a real dud, uh, a, a real, you know not good guy uh she gets embarrassed she decides that she doesn't have a crush on him and then her best friend lydia she sees kissing him at a party and then they start dating and then she makes it her point to um spread rumors about lydia destroy her rep uh reputation and it all comes to a head when uh she recorded silly videos embarrassing videos of her and lydia because that's what friends do when you're in middle school but video is never to be seen uh, by anybody. And by accident, her mother shares that as Lydia's entrance video for her bat mitzvah party. Embarrasses Lydia. Lydia's bat mitzvah is ruined. Stacy feels terrible uh, at Stacy's bat mitzvah. Um, her her Devar Torah is essentially that. It's about taking responsibility. It's about how difficult it is to be an adolescent and to understand what it means to to be an adult. And calls out Andy for really being you know a, a sucky uh, teenage boy. Uh, and then uh, she she celebrates by her bat mitzvah party is actually a bat mitzvah party for Lydia. It is in many ways a real act of tshuva in this season of tshuva, um, and I loved it. Some things that I loved about it, I will say, uh, I, and I really mean this, that I, I believe it does a stellar job of Jewish representation, that um, it is not... Uh, old man with long white beards as the rabbi. Rabbi Rebecca is a funky, cool, uh, uh, silly uh, young rabbi. Uh, Cantor Jerry is, is kind of, you know, <laughs> a, a little Cantorish. I, I will say, I, re I will say, going to throw some shade here. They nailed the Cantor representation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, they, they really, um, the, the, what, the, the identity of what a Jew looks like uh, I, and the diversity of what Jews look like in this country, I think, was very well represented as well. Um, that that it was clear that some of these families were interfaith families, but but we we saw uh, a la, la, uh, Latina Jew, we saw an Asian Jew. Uh, that it wasn't sort of a white Ashkenazi centric focused Jewish experience. This movie was filmed uh, at uh, our uh, Beth Sedek in Toronto, or if you're from Canada, it's actually Toronto. You don't pronounce that second T. Um, and and uh, I, I thought it did a really good job. Um, there are some movies that I watch that show Jewish representation, and I was like, don't they have somebody on set that helps them make sure that the Hebrew is pronounced correctly. Uh, there were some serious Baruch Hashem's. There were some serious uh, references to to Tanakh, the story of David and Bathsheba. That is a deep cut if you are not a biblical uh, scholar. And uh, I, I, I thought most importantly, as both a rabbi, but as a, the father of a daughter who is in seventh grade and whose bat mitzvah is in a couple of months, uh, the feelings and emotions with regards to preparation for bat mitzvah with regards to social angst uh, of middle school uh, felt very real, even uh, in the silliness of this film. Now, Mike, please tell me why you love this movie. 
<laughs> okay, so I did not love this movie. Um, I I think that you made some really good points there. Uh, so I'll, I'll just you know give give the movie uh, the the credit where it's due. The first is you know so I'm not quite yet uh, at the place on the journey with my uh, eldest daughter um uh preparing for her bat mitzvah as you are uh so uh so it's it's possible that my my song will change in a year when she's a little bit deeper into sure. her bat mitzvah preparations and a little bit she just started middle school so we haven't gotten uh, all of that middle school uh drama yet although you know i it I have to remember that it's actually been quite a long time since I've been in middle school, uh, but I still remember uh, middle school drama uh, quite well. Um, I also remember I have an older sister, a year older than me, uh, and uh, and she used to read, you know, like Seventeen magazine and and Cosmo Girl and Team, you know, whatever Tiger Beat, all those things. And they used to have the, <laughs> like whatever it was, and they used to ha- they used to have those like. Uh, I don't know, maybe they still do. There was like letters to the editor about like your most embarrassing moments. And I was surprised uh, at the time at like how many, you know, 12 year old girls uh, were having like embarrassing encounters when it came to their, like they were all about their periods. Uh, and, yep. you know, and so, but uh, this movie, I think captured that spirit. Uh, maybe that is a, a thing that I just, you know, I, I, I speak from male privilege that uh, I never had to deal with myself. We will see what happens in in the next year or two. Uh, But uh, so anyway, I I think it did capture a lot of that, you know, that tween uh, uh, drama and angst, you know, um, uh, uh, pretty well. Um, I will just say here for a second, uh, a little justice for Andy, uh, the the boy at the center of the uh, love triangle between the two uh, best friends, uh, Lydia and um... Stacy. Stacy, thank you. I was remembering her Hebrew name, Sima, um, which is uh, uh, used uh, throughout the movie by Rabbi Rebecca. Love that that Rabbi Rebecca refers to her as her Hebrew name the whole time. Right, yeah, that's great. Um, uh, You know, a little justice for Andy. I I don't personally think, uh, he's very basic. She's right about that. Uh, I I don't, you know, I, I didn't see the appeal. Uh, you know why it was worth you know fighting over this uh, this this pretty basic uh, uh, boy. Uh, I will say that you know I have had now a lot of experience uh, working with twelve uh, year old uh, boys, and they're all kind of like that. So uh, I get that. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, um, uh, but but I don't think he like necessarily like did any. I don't think he like bears in like any major responsibility for the conflict that uh, that Stacy and Lydia have in in the movie. He's, you know, uh, maybe a little bit, but like, really it's, it's between them. Like they're, they're, they're terrible to each other in a lot of ways. And I think that they don't quite, I think one of the main problems in the movie is I didn't feel like they like really quite owned how terrible they were being to each other. other. Um, And uh, you know, uh, uh, among the things that I also didn't love about the movie, I mean, I, you know, uh, one of the things that I haven't loved about this, you know, kind of later era Adam Sandler is, first of all, he just is totally phoning it in all the time, uh, which, you know, I guess if you're Adam Sandler, like you can do that because to hate, like God bless you can. You I know, believe can... he also, he has an exclusive deal with Netflix. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He really, he like, he does not have to do much of anything. He barely got dressed for this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, that's fine. Great for Adam Sandler. Uh, but it 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 did not have uh you know i think there were moments where it it tried to like capture some of that you know like zany adam sandler uh, uh humor with the dj shmuley uh who i i thought was you know not one of adam sandler's like best uh funniest characters uh, by that, that was not character. adam sandler 
No, I understand that. No, yeah. no, no. But like an Adam Sandler creation. Sure, right? sure. So like like Rob Schneider in The Waterboy. Like you can do it. Like that, it was that kind. It was supposed to be that kind of character. The Zohan, right? Like I, I love Adam Sandler's characterization of Israelis uh, is, is to me very funny. So like that landed in a way. But um, anyway, I, so, uh, you know, I, I, on, a, on a comedy level, I don't really think that the movie worked. It was not particularly funny. Um, it had almost no sympathetic characters uh, in the movie. Uh, maybe uh, Luis Guzman's uh, uh, father to Lydia uh, was the one character that I like really kind of jived with. Um, uh, you know, Adina Menzel, maybe somewhat sympathetic, but she sort of blew it for me at the end when she ended up getting Stacy the the, uh, the the dress that uh, she had told her she wasn't going to get her in the first place, I think for very good reasons. Um, uh, and, um, it, you know, so I... I it I, it was it was very cringy i think for for that reason to me like there were no sympathetic characters no characters made like very sympathetic uh, actions i don't think that there was a real journey of learning and growth for for virtually anybody uh, uh including the main character uh throughout the movie and I, I i agree with you about the jewish representation in a way but but not necessarily in a good way like i think it it did capture um the shallowness of American Jewish life and the relationship of most American Jews to their uh, to to their faith um, uh, in in uh, in in a pretty brutally honest way um, that I think a lot of rabbis need to grapple with. Um, but it was but it was hard to watch for for that reason. I I I I think that you know I I appreciated that you know that they had a a a, a woman rabbi. Uh, who uh, was, you know, not, you know, just like spouting Talmud all the time and was like trying to, you know, be engaging to the kids. Um, but I, I like, per like personally, if I were a congregant, like I would not want that rabbi, like not, not because of her gender, but because of, uh, because of, of her uh, shallowness, um, you know, to, to answer those, the kids had really deep questions about God in uh, her Hebrew school class and to answer them with maracas that God is random I, I, it just like drove me out of my mind. The, yeah, the, the... yeah, but you're, but yeah, I, I hear everything that you're saying. I, I, I appreciate right that that the rabbi was trying to meet a a twelve year old at their at their level, right? Was intentionally being silly, right? Was talking about you know uh, going to the bathroom, uh, like and like. Oh, that was the other thing. They they like they. There's like so much uh, deliberate. Um, and public embarrassment of those kids by the adults in their life, including the rabbi that I, I just like, I, I could not get like, I, it's an Adam Sandler movie. I get it. Like you're going to you know, like milk. You're going to get like, bathroom poor, humor. Poor, right. poor Aaron, you know, uh, poor little Aaron <laughs> that like keeps on getting picked on, you know, in the class and by DJ Shmuley, you know, he, like, he just wants to listen to don't stop believing at the party. It's a great party song. Come on. Justice for Aaron. Um, um, I, I, I appreciate what you are saying. Um, I, I do think, right, just because something is the reality for many Jewish Americans, that doesn't mean we should ignore that reality, right? You're absolutely right. This movie calls out that for many um, Jewish Americans, 
the B'nai Mitzvah experience, which, by the way, also shout out to the movie, uh, that the very first B'nai Mitzvah they experienced was a non-binary one, right? Referred to it uh, as a Devin's B'nai Mitzvah and referred to Devin with they pronouns, Um that but but that it was comparing it to all these other coming of age rituals, right? Of uh, 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 right? Even a sweet 16. And yes, those were also about parties, but um, it, it talked about it through the idea of peoplehood and culture and not necessarily the idea of religion and ritual, which I think for many Jewish Americans, that that's what it is. It's, it's about tradition. It's not about chanting Haftorah. Um, and uh, it's our job. And I think this is what Rabbi Rebecca was trying to do, right? It, it's, it's our job, your job, my job uh, to help adolescents and their families find spiritual meaning in that process. I, I guess I I mean I'm not disagreeing with, with with what you with what you just said I'm I'm sort of like uh uh taking exception to um the 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 way in which the movie uh is uh set in a you know in 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 a, a Jewish context in which uh B'nai Mitzvah you know is is really uh devoid of almost any meaning altogether except for a couple of references that adam sandler makes to like he makes one joke he's like it's like yeah the theme of your party is being jewish right like i i love that like that would have been a good movie right like to 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 like really wrestle with like what that means and i don't think that the, the movie wrestled with it like rabbi rebecca at some point says like like you need to like really kind of understand what your torah portion is trying to communicate to you like it's about it's about like taking responsibility she has her reading about the aftermath of the golden calf story right, like, we, we, never, we never really unpack any of that and i think that like it's a missed opportunity uh you know because either the movie you know, um, uh, could have been, um, anyway, I think that it's why to me it was not good Jewish representation, right? Because, because it, it did not portray us, I think in, in our, in our best and most flattering light. Um, and, uh, and, and it, I think played into, um, a, 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 I think, um, maybe a fair stereotype of, of American Judaism, uh, being, uh, being, being vapid, uh, and uh, and and uh, privileged uh, and materialistic, uh, and it did not comment really on any of those things, including uh, Stacy's, including all the conversations that they had about the uh, the quote unquote mitzvah project uh, of you know, and then at the end it has her do a, a bake sale, but it had no real like encounter or or discussion. You know, they they mentioned tikkun olam at some point in the movie, right? It's like, you know, how many of you guys care about the betterment of society? And all the kids are like shrugging their shoulders. Like, like, like to me, like what a, what a missed out. Well, first of all, what a, like, what an indictment of uh, what it looks like within most American Jewish synagogues, right? No, and no, no, not, not American Jewish synagogues. I think adolescence, right? If you ask the typical 12 and 13 year old Jewish or not Jewish, most don't care about the world, right? They care about their own bubbles. They care about TikTok and they care about Instagram. Uh, it's our job. And I think this is what the rabbi was doing, right? It's our job to get them to care about the world. I, I think, I think, I think that that's a very, that's, that's a very privileged position. I think that kids who don't care about the world are the ones who don't have anything to worry about, uh, about the world. 
have yes. nothing more to worry about than the than the latest TikTok video. Yes, but I, I think most middle schoolers, right? And and this that's why I think this movie plays on, on that the 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 angst uh, of of this coming of age experience in some ways. Um, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret, uh, right? The Judy Bloom novel, which came out as a movie uh, earlier this year. Um, and it's from a very different time period, right? That, that, that's set about uh, 50 years ago. Um, it tell, tells the same, uh, it, it's the same middle school angst, right? Well, you could say that it's privilege to say, I don't care about what's going on in the world. It's that when you're in middle school, your world is very small, right? When, when you get in a fight with your best friend, that is your whole world and your world is over. Uh, when you have a crush on uh, a boy or a girl, um, that is all that you can think about. And, and, and that is your own world. And I think what this movie shows, right, is that we have this in our in our faith tradition, right? We We have this idea that, oh, you become a Jewish adult, but we acknowledge that when you're 13, you are still so much of a kid and, and, and don't have anything figured out. And it's still the, the responsibility of community to help you figure it out for what it's worth. Yeah. I actually loved that the movie emphasized the idea of a mitzvah project, right? That the, the importance of, of tikkun olam, importance of volunteering. And I loved because this is some of the interactions that I have with some teens, right? I, I love that Stacy originally was like, what is easy? Oh, what can I do to volunteer for my mitzvah project so that I can just get close to this boy that I like? And that was and not so that I can make a difference in this world. And then at the end, whether even if it was uh, volunteering uh, or raising money, that sort of thing, she and took real time. Right. She baked. She volunteered. She she had this bakery at the synagogue that, that she set up um, was actually doing the hard work of tzedakah so and for, that it so wasn't for, just about chanting Torah. Uh, OK, so a, a, a few a few points to that. I mean, the first is like I have no qualms with uh, with with a movie that explores the you know the 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 challenge the you know the challenges of of coming of age right the challenges of navigating uh middle school like we we had that movie in the spring it was called are you there god it's me margaret right and uh and and uh actually didn't see it right but uh but from all accounts like it was it was really powerful and really effective really well done like there are plenty of movies out there that deal with the that that inner experience of uh, of like navigating those like those those you know tween year teen year challenges sure. but are um, you there god it's me margaret was published in 1970 but, but this movie, the 70s but this but this movie right um is is specifically set right to be a bat mitzvah movie right and so and so there like it had nothing really i think meaningful to say about that experience of becoming uh, of of like navigating you know that seventh grade year or whatever it is um like set against the backdrop of of uh, becoming about mitzvah because everything that it had to say about becoming about mitzvah was 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 uh so insipid 
uh, that had nothing meaningful to say uh, about it. And, 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 and I'm not necessarily saying, right, that like seventh, seventh graders are bad because they don't care about society. Um, I, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is um, that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that, that if what you want to do is have a movie about like navigating seventh grade struggles, right, have that movie. Right. That, that's but, but, that's that's fair. I, I want I want to offer um, th this perspective. Right. This is not a comment about South Orange, New Jersey or, or Richmond, Virginia, but acknowledging right that the that the size of the Jewish communities in, in um, Richmond versus the metropolitan New York area are quite different. Right. Um, right. We we have 35 B'nai Mitzvah a year at our synagogue. Um, because of the Jewish population of Northern New Jersey. Uh, so much so that the fear of every seventh grader or eighth grader in some cases uh, is how is this experience unique when I spend my seventh grade year, every weekend of my seventh grade year, going to B'nai Mitzvah. Um, and... and uh, sometimes it's at our synagogue, sometimes it's at another synagogue, but that is for our community, at least, um, that is how uh, it, it almost becomes um, rote experience. So much so that there are kids and families who are concerned that if their child's B'nai Mitzvah is at the end of the school year, will their child and will their child's social circles still find it to be a meaningful experience because they've gone to 20 B'nai Mitzvah already uh, that that year. And how do they make it unique and how do they make it special? So I do think that there is something very real to that. And I do think, I, I appreciate what you're saying. Uh, I do think that there is a realness and maybe it's what, what you're saying is a little bit of embarrassment that we may be feeling that, that this is real. But I do think there is a realness to kids less of the parents but kids really f caring about the party um and, and that's what their concern is the the montage video the, the musical performance the dj that sort of thing uh, so okay a, a few things i mean the first i think it's different if you're i think you're right i mean the the context in which we're we're in are are a little different um and uh, the um th there isn't uh, you know, because there are fewer, you know, parties, uh, there is uh, less of a, you know, sort of, um, uh, uh, you know, competitive one-upsmanship um, uh, uh, and, and you know, desire for differentiation uh, be between those those things. Um, uh, I, I, but, you know, I, I, what I what I think was challenging to me about the movie is that the movie presented those as like facts of life with no commentary. And and and, and to me. Uh, like those those parties, right? The the fact that like that uh, that uh, the that Stacy couldn't be really bothered to uh, you know to to uh, to first of all stay at the service on Shabbos after she finished her her her, her Torah reading. Sure, right? that was that was that that I had an issue with. Like sure, much much less like you know uh, take the same amount of time to you know prepare her Haftorah that she was uh, uh, spending like devoting time and energy to the, to the party that she was planning or shopping for a dress for it. Um, the, 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 the quote unquote mitzvah project that she was, you know, expected to do um, that, that I think, you know, uh, had, had no real 
guidelines or expectations that it should be something like actually like not just like you know personally meaningful to the to the kid but but like actually have some amount of like significance uh to the to to the to the community in in which they live like it was it was just all of this um like empty materialism presented uh as as fact of life without without commentary, without any attempt at criticism, except for that one comment really that Adam Sandler makes, which is what I want to say about what you just offered about like, like the theme of your party is becoming Jewish. Like, I think that that impulse for, for, you know, personalization and differentiation of uh, B'nai Mitzvah um, is, is actually like worth pushing back against. Uh, I, I think that actually part of the point of this, uh, of this, you know, rite of passage, right, is uh, is that uh, uh, is that it's it's not about you as an individual. It's about you uh, taking your place in the context of of a of a of a of a community, uh, and and to like really be uh, to see yourself as a as a part of a piece of that whole, right? Not as not as like the center of your own universe. And uh, I think that we do a uh, disservice. But I I I, ag I agree with you. I, I agree with you about that. Right. What, but who is the star of this film? The star of this film is a 13 year old. Right. The, the protagonist is, is a 13 year old. So while um, Adam Sandler may say, right, you're, the, the, the theme is being Jewish. Right. And, and he actually has to give him credit. Right. One, one of the great lines of the movie. Welcome to being Jewish. We don't get any breaks. Um, yeah. He is not the main star. Adina Menzel is not the main star. Rabbi Rebecca is not the main star. The main star is the 13-year-old who, my, my, I, I love my daughter. I also have to bang on her door and make sure that she is actually practicing her Torah reading and not, uh, you know, uh, texting her friends, right? I also have to make sure that when she says she's done the work, she's done the work. And it's our job. I, I think it's an acknowledgement that it's our job as Jewish community, as parents, yeah. as rabbis, to help adolescents understand the true meaning and significance about B'nai Mitzvah. And the truth is, even though it was a little shallow when she like came in, uh, briefly read her Aliyah, gave this speech, and then walked out, and uh, still the ending was about the party, even though it was really a menschy thing that she did, that she tried to do a redo for her best friend's party that she ruined, um, I think in the end, she did learn what the essence, right? What is the essence of becoming B'nai Mitzvah? It's about responsibility, right? We could say that in a halachic perspective, that you now have responsibility for your actions that doesn't fall under under your parents, right? Uh, there's actually this this blessing, this traditional blessing that it says, Baruch Shepatarani, that a parents would say when their children become B'nai Mitzvah, that the parents say, all right, I'm free from responsibility of this one, that this person's on their own. Part of this is this 13-year-old kid, even if we think it's shallow, but, but but it's not, I think, to a middle schooler in their mindset and in their worlds, is learning that our actions have consequences and that there's responsibility for, for their actions and is learning that there are things that are more important than themselves. To I, I truly believe to give away your bat mitzvah party that you were dreaming of having Olivia Rodrigo perform at, even if that was a pipe dream, and want that party to be a meaningful experience for your best friend is responsibility, right? It's the essence of what it means to, to 
realize that that's the world is greater than your own bubble, that there are those who are uh, more important than yourselves and that you put others uh, before yourself, before yourself. I totally also appreciate your concern that for those who don't understand the context, right? If you're not Ashkenazi, if, if you're not used to uh, a Jewish community where there's lots of B'nai Mitzvah parties, um, if, if you're not used to Jewish space where like you, you, you don't know sort of the uh, caricature that a Rabbi Rebecca or a Cantor Jerry is, um, or even like the bubbies in the movie are, um, it, it may be concerning. And right, I, I who's watching this, this movie somewhere in middle America don't really have exposure to, to Jews um, may have some preconceived notions about Judaism, Jewish community because of this. I'm not sure those people will be watching this movie period uh, th that, that it may be a very niche audience. Uh, that being said, um, I do think that it uh, introduces important life lessons about learning how to grow up and take responsibility for yourself outside of ritual, outside of chanting Torah. Uh, it, it's learning about others and putting others before yourself. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I will, I will grant that. I mean, I think that that uh, was um, a, a strong point of the movie was, you know, uh, connecting the idea of, you know, uh, becoming bat mitzvah, um, and I also have like a quibble with like the the use of uh, um, uh, bat mitzvah as like an adjective, sure. um, uh, uh, not as an adjective as a as a verb uh, in the, in throughout the movie. I mean, it's just like a you know a, a sort of nerd quibble that I have uh, in general. But um, uh, but I think that yeah okay. So you know she she does sort of make that association ultimately between uh, like taking responsibility for your actions, trying to make amends for your, for your wrongdoings that like that, 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 uh, what you do matters and impacts other people. And, you know, you, that can be for, for good or for ill. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes you have to take yourself, uh, your, your self-interest out of the equation in order to be there for, I think that those are like really great, uh, B'nai Mitzvah lessons and great and B'nai Mitzvah, uh, messages. Um, I think that the, uh, that the, that the journey to get there and the, um, uh, the, uh, the, the, um, the, the way the movie arrives, uh, at that lesson and that conclusion, um, didn't quite work for me. And I, and, and I, and I agree with you. I mean, I think there's two points that I want to make for you, make to what you, what you said, you know, the first is, you know, it's not only, uh, like the, the average non-Jewish individual in middle America who watches movie and say like, like everything that we believe to be true about Jews is actually true about Jews. Right. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe they're, maybe that's justified. I don't know. Uh, but it, I don't think it like helps. <laughs> I don't think it like, uh, uh, helps the, uh, the, the, the call It's not good for the Jewish people, I think. Uh, so in terms of representation that, uh, but, but I think that more than that is the way Jews look at that, like reflection back at them. And, um, and, you know, and, and some will like, it, it will go, it will be unremarkable because like that's their day-to-day -day Jewish life. And some will be, and I, I actually fear that for, for many, it will be like, this is exactly why I don't participate in Jewish life anymore, Jewish community. I don't belong to a synagogue because, because it's all, uh, uh, it's all vapid and materialistic. Uh, like it's, it's only about the party, you know, uh, um, you know, the, like the, the, the service is like rote and meaningless. Like no, nobody, nobody, nobody that like, I'm saying I was not even wearing a top. Like, it's just, it, 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 and, and so, I, and I've been thinking about this a lot, um, 
this is not the the uh, I have one other thing I want to say about this, but um, you know, Michael Lerner, uh, Rabbi Michael Lerner, uh, is a leading progressive rabbi. You know, I, I, I've been reflecting on this book he wrote in 1994 called Jewish Renewal. And 1994 was like really, in some ways, like an inflection point or around an inflection point when people started to realize that there was a crisis happening uh, in the American Jewish community that people were leaving uh, uh, synagogues uh, in in droves. I mean, there was there were there were crisis moments before when people were realizing that you know people were still belonging to synagogues who weren't necessarily attending, weren't like living particularly religious lives, whatever, right? Um, you know, uh, uh, Abraham Joshua Heschel talks about that in the 1950s, uh, whatever. But Lerner, like, is it writing at this, like, you know, moment where we're starting to realize, like, like, well, there's a real crisis here. Like, you know, most of the Jewish community is in increasingly not affiliating with synagogues. And so he studied uh, people, he like did a, 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 a study uh, of people who had left their synagogues. And what he found uh, was, was the following. Is that, and I think that it's it, it, it's it like was playing in my head as I was watching this movie. Much of what has turned people away from Judaism have been aspects of Judaism that are themselves a product of a process of Jews having run away from God's message and having become quote unquote realists, more attuned to the logic of power and self interest of a world dominated by materialism and selfishness than committing committed to challenging and transforming the world. The common sense of the age tells us that nothing can be fundamentally different, that earnestness and commitment to repair are delusions, and that anyone who persists in believing in the possibility of a more ethically and spiritually centered world is either a charlatan or a fool. Most Jews who distance themselves from the Jewish community or from Jew Judaism did so not because Judaism was too different from the materialistic and self-indulgent ethos of American society, but because the Jewish community and Judaism were too similar to the larger society. The Judaism that they had been offered was stultifying and like the dominant culture of American society, spiritually deadening. While they did not experience materialism in the Jewish world as dramatically worse than the materialism in the larger society, neither was it so clearly better as to justify attachment to a community that made demands on them to be different, to learn Hebrew, study Jewish texts, and to observe Jewish commandments. If being different in Jewish ways helped forge a spiritually deep community, it might have been worth the effort, but they argued learning Hebrew and texts had proved to be little more than a way to feel comfortable in a community that embodied the same materialistic ethos that pervades American society. So that brings me to my second point of what you're saying like i i get that is in some ways my responsibility as a rabbi to like to to you know to to uh be a voice in the wilderness right in a way uh to like try to like bring some of that meaning and relevance uh, about these experiences to uh to my congregants to my students um but i but part of me feels like it's cruel optimism um it, it, it's it's optimistic in the sense that like 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 that i could have an impact uh a meaningful impact uh, in in a in a in a significant uh, extensive and lasting way, um, it's cruel in the sense that like for every one of me that there is uh, uh, offering that that message and providing that learning um, uh, and 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 people like you uh, doing really incredible things to provide that kind of leadership, um, there is the 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 air that our uh, uh, congregants and students are breathing. There are a thousand people on the other side, um, not with like nefarious intent, but just like the culture in which the cultural waters in which we're swimming. I'm not sure that it's possible for any one of us to like actually swim meaningfully against that current. Yeah. But what is the reason for the podcast that, 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 that we host? Right. The reason for the podcast that we host. For me, it's an, uh, an excuse to hang out with you. Right. It, it's, <laughs> no, but I get it. Yeah. It's, right. It's because if people are more concerned 
with the new Star Wars series on Disney Plus, uh, right? Or 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 the the new summer blockbuster movie than they are with studying Talmud. It's our job to 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 be the connector, right? To say that there's still Jewish values that we can talk about and discuss. Um, if their connection to Judaism is a a stupid Netflix movie, then we're going to say, okay, how can we find Torah in this uh, and teach Torah? Um, because I agree with you that we live in a world that that is all too often void of spirituality. However. What I will say is that uh, right that, that there was a Pew study done um, a, a number of years ago, and, and it was talking about millennials and and and, and baby boomers, uh, and comparing the, these these two vastly different generations, uh, right? The the millennial generation often referred to as Generation Me, um, right? A, a selfish generation, and it said that well, millennials are. Um, uh, less affiliated it's the least affiliated generation with with um and not just american judaism but right. with uh any any faith-based community uh they identify as significantly more spiritual than baby boomers that boomers felt an obligation to affiliate with jewish institutions um Right to 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 pay their synagogue dues to show up even if that was only for for the holidays uh even though they didn't feel connected, what millennials want is a sense of connection, um, and, and they are skeptical of practice in Judaism uh, that doesn't find that. I think what we're trying to do is understand the cards that we have dealt and find ways to help people connect. And while there was a bit of a caricature of the rabbinic role and the the, the rabbi in this film, I I think right. She was trying to connect to 12 and 13 year olds, which is not easy. And I give her credit to to being silly and, and, and poking fun at them and, and trying to connect in a way that they wouldn't dread coming to Hebrew school uh, and they wouldn't count down the days until they became Bene Mitzvah. So they could say, can't wait to never show up there again. But that they're saying, okay, I find connection and meaning with this rabbi, with this community, with this ritual, and with this experience. Because that's ultimately the goal, right? My goal is that when somebody turns 13 and have a bene mitzvah, uh, what do I want them to take out of the experience? I want them to feel pride in their Jewish experience, pride in their Jewish identity, and want to continue being a part of Jewish community. Yeah, well, I think that that that, re, that our reactions, I think, are, are are very on brand. Like, I see this, you know, we we're both looking at a mirror in this movie, right? In a lot of ways, right? And I I look at that mirror and like feel utter despair, <laughs> uh, um, and uh, and 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 it's just a depressing mirror to look into, right? And you see, uh, um, you know, opportunity, um, which is uh, which is a real testament to uh, to to your faith and and your spirit. Uh, and I'm 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 grateful to be uh, your friend uh, and uh, and and your colleague, um, so that uh, some of that uh, uh, optimism uh, and faith uh, can can rub off uh, on me as well. Uh, amen to uh, to that vision, uh, and uh, um, and amen to the message of the movie uh, that uh, that that we can uh, take uh, spiritual moral meaning uh, uh, even uh, from the uh, from the most uh, let's say superficial of places. Um, 
Well, we want to know what you thought of you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah and what you think about the journey of uh, bat mitzvah and bar mitzvah uh, in general. Tell us your bar and bat mitzvah uh, success stories and your horror stories. We want to hear it all. Feel free to reach out to us and don't forget to uh, rate and review us uh, so that other people can find this podcast. As always, we are your hosts. I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. Mazel tov! Mazel tov, Baruch Hashem!